0: The Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I'm a licensed firearm dealer for the last 13 years. I'm passionate about our Second Amendment rights, and in this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as might throw in a sports story or something that's going on in our current environment. Well, today is Saturday, March 20th, uh, 2021, and it's been a, a pretty good week of this week. Not a whole lot went on, but the interesting thing is is that this week, I and mean, this is what I want to talk about a little bit, was on Monday, I got inspected by the ATF. That wasn't a surprise. They, they called me and let me know that they were coming in. But I thought I wanted to just talk a little bit about that and then talk about the ATF and, and really who are they and what are they what do they do? So, I've been in FFL, like I said, for thirteen years now. I think um, right at thirteen years, and I was—I've been inspected. I think this was about the fourth time I've been inspected. I was inspected three times during the uh, eight years of the Obama administration, and I was inspected wasn't inspected any time, any at all during the Trump administration, and now the. Beginning of the Biden administration, I have already been inspected one time. So Don't know about it if it's a conspiracy, but it's surely I don't think it's a coincidence that the inspections have have heated up now with the new administration. But I do want to say that in all the times I've been inspected, the inspectors I have from the ATF have been great. I've heard horror stories out there from other FFLs that what their inspections were like and mine have always been very pleasant, very professional. They don't really seem to be out to get me. They're doing their job. They're very thorough. A little uh, nerve wracking as you go through, and they're trying to, you know, make sure everything ties together, and that you've done all your bookkeeping appropriately. I make mistakes; they catch those mistakes. I'm waiting on the final report from this inspection. All my other reports have there have been some discrepancies, but it's all dates are my problem. I have a horrible time with with dates, and either recording the right date forgetting to put down the date those types of things or just validating that all the boxes got checked on the form and everything like that in terms of all my items you know showing what's come in what's gone out tying together never have any issue with that but they do go through and it's a little you know a little nerve-wracking whenever they find something and they start questioning you about it and you have to recall back you know to what may have caused, you know, you to enter something the way you did or what transpired during this particular transaction. I mean, in this inspection, she went back to my very first bound book from 2008. And it was, this was about my 10th, 11th transaction that i ever done and we were trying to figure out and it looked like I had missed something and we finally realized uh, what I had done and, and it, it made sense to her and I was able to explain it. But th- that's typically what goes on. They are they're, they don't come in their guns a-blazing. They don't kick down my door. They She did call ahead of time and they made an appointment. The others have just shown up at my door and typically I'm not home and they leave their card, I call them, and then we schedule an appointment. Since I do have a day job, I usually have to take a day off to sit here and go through their help them go through the paperwork. This took about three hours today, but this on Monday, but it was, you know, relatively painless. But you know, who is the ATF and what are they responsible for? You know, the Second Amendment community is typically a pro gun. I mean, pro-gun obviously, but pro-law enforcement. But they have a lot of disdain for the ATF, and I think a part of that goes back from the convoluted history of the ATF and their beginnings as tax collectors. Uh, since the time of Jesus, tax collectors have had, you know, just a disdain of public of the public fall upon them. But also, you know, the ATF has been consumed in various uh, scandals, including Ruby Ridge, Waco. One of my favorites, Fast and Furious. Plus, you know, they're seen as, as being a rogue agency engaged in, you know, some level of unconstitutional monitoring and investigation of gun ownership. But, you know, how did they come and, and, and what is the, this agency that is the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, all responsible for And What do they do? I mean, that is a Odd combination of, of things to put into a law enforcement agency. But it goes back to, you know, 1789, you know, we had our new constitution. We started taxing alcohol to help pay off the tax from the Revolutionary War. Eventually these new taxes were abolished and new ones were put in their place. And by 1862, Congress had created the Office of the Internal Revenue that oversaw taxes on distilled spirits and tobacco. And by 1863, tax evasion and organized crime activities had become so widespread that Congress authorized the hiring of three detectives to investigate alcohol tax evaders. This act was the first coordinated effort between tax collection and law enforcement and these three detectives are the forerunners to today's ATF agent. On January 19, 1999, Congress ratified the 18th Amendment banning the manufacture, sale, and transport of alcoholic beverages. However, there was no provision um, for any type of law enforcement. On October 28, 1999, Congress passed the Volstead Prohibition Enforcement Act, which delegated the responsibility for policing the 18th Amendment to the Commissioner of Internal Revenue. Department of the Treasury. Both legislations become effective on January 16, 1920. The Prohibition Unit is then created to enforce the National Prohibition Act from 1920 to 1926. Men and women were hired to serve as Prohibition agents, and they were often referred to as dry agents by the public. General Andrews of World War I fame is soon appointed to be the Assistant Secretary of the Treasury in charge of the Prohibition in May of 1925. He reorganized the Prohibition Unit into the Bureau of Prohibition and began to professionalize the service, building a very of our veritable army to fight organized crime when prohibition ended with the passage of the 21st amendment after 3 years under the department of justice the federal prohibition bureau and its successor the alcohol beverage unit are abolished and their function records their function records and personnel transferred back to the US department of treasury the new alcohol taxi unit faces um, many problems, corrupt local authorities, cannot be reformed overnight, and the public's acceptance of liquor rackets result in lackluster prosecutors, complacent juries, and lenient judges. In spite of all the increasing alcohol increasing organized crime activities, the alcohol tax unit seizes as many as distilleries in the first few months after its creation. When revived, support for the public and the hard work of the unit slowly began to pay off, the unit managed to shut down and dismantle large organized crime, liquor syndicates, and the attitude of prosecutors, juries, and courts begin to change. A new commission of the Alcohol Tax Unit, the enforcement of the National Firearms Act, is announced and becomes effective in ni- 1941. So now here's the first step where we go from enforcing alcohol laws to firearm laws. And to me, it's still not clear how this related in terms of their enforcement. But at that point in time, I think it was because there really weren't many firearm laws and that they didn't really justify creating an entire new unit to enforce firearm laws. And so they just stuck it on these guys that were responsible for enforcing alcohol laws. But after the uh, assassinations of President Kennedy, Attorney General Robert Kennedy, Dr. Martin Luther King, the Gun Control Act is passed and imposes even stricter licensing and regulation on the firearm industry, establishes new categories of firearm offenses, and prohibits the sale of firearms and ammunition to felon and certain other prohibited persons. It also imposes the first federal jurisdiction over destructive devices, including bombs, mines, grenades, and other similar devices. Congress reorganizes the Alcohol, t- alcohol Tax Unit into the Alcohol Tobacco Tax Division and delegates them to then the Enforcement of the Gun Control Act. So now we start to see it's really starting to meld together in terms of of how this unit's coming together, but it still really, to me, makes no sense about how these functions were determined. The Treasury Department Order 221 in July 1972 said that the functions, powers, and duties relating to alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives were transferred from the Internal Revenue Service, again, tax collection, to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. So this was the birth of the ATF under the Director Rex Davis the ATF becomes an independent bureau on July 1, 1972, reporting directly to the U.S. Department of Treasury, Office of Enforcement, Tariff, and Trade Affairs and Operations. ATF's jurisdiction increases their new legislation, such as the Gun Control Act of 1968, Title VII of the Omnibus Crime Control and Safe Street Act of 1968, and Title Eleven of the Organized Crime Control Act of 1970. So then we're going to kind of jump ahead now in time to the, uh, the Brady um, hand guy, handgun, handgun Violence Prevention Act of 1993. The Brady law required a federal firearm license to initiate criminal background checks prior to selling um, firearms to unlicensed individuals. So the impact of the Brady law was the ATF and the FBI jointly implemented the permanent provisions of the Brady law that become effective in 1988. ATF's two primary responsibilities are to investigate criminal violations of the law and to regulate and inspect federal firearms licenses. So now here is where they're, they're getting into the act of investigating those of us that sell handguns. Except for a brief period during the Prohibition era, ATF and its predecessor bureaus functions within the U.S. Department of Treasury for more than 200 years. In January of 2003, ATS functions and responsibilities were finally transferred to the Department of Justice. So Let's just walk through their, their different areas of responsibility. Alcohol and tobacco. So um, I'm, this is right from their, their website. ATS Alcohol and Tobacco Enforcement Program's pr- purpose is to target, identify, and dismantle criminal enterprises with ties to violent crime that traffic illicit liquor or contraband tobacco in interstate commerce, seize and deny their access to assets and funds, and prevent their encroachment into the legitimate alcohol or tobacco industry. Firearms. ATF recognizes the role that firearms play in violent crimes and pursue an integrated regulatory and enforcement strategy, investigates priorities focused on armed violent offenders and career criminals, narcotic traffickers, narco-terrorists, violent gangs, and domestic and international armed traffickers. Section 924C and E of the Title 18 of the United States Code provide mandatory and enhancing sentencing guidelines for armed career criminals and narcotics traffickers as well as other dangerous criminals. ATF uses these statutes to target, investigate, and recommend prosecution of these offenders to reduce the level of violent crime and enhance public safety. ATF also strives to increase state and local awareness of of federal prosecution under these statutes to curb the illegal use of firearms and enforce the federal firearm laws, ATF uses, issues firearms licenses and conducts firearm licensee qualification and compliance inspections in addition to aiding the enforcement of federal requirements for gun purchases, compliance inspections of existing licensees focus on assisting law enforcement to identify and apprehend criminals. The inspections also help improve the likelihood that crime gun traces will be successful since inspectors educate licensees and proper record-keeping and business practices. Explosives. ATF is dedicated to preventing terrorism, reducing violent crime involving the uh, criminal misuse of explosives and prohibiting the public by enforcing laws and regulations governing the explosive industry. ATF investigates and prevents crimes that involve the unlawful manufacture, sale and uh, possession and use of explosives. So, Overall, their their responsibilities include licensing, training, data collection. When it comes to uh, firearms and um, explosives, so on top of having mixed responsibilities, like I said, of licensing, regulating, enforcement, they're different than any other law enforcement agency. Also, they have a a right. And I say the reason I say that they're different is that most agencies aren't out there regulating. They're just enforcing the law and going after criminals, and they're not regulating and issuing and interpreting um, statutes, which is part of what the um, ATF's problem is. Also, they have a, a ripe uh, history of controversy, including Ruby Ridge, Waco, and Fast and Furious. And all of these, you know, they overstepped their authority, skirted constitutional rights, and unnecessarily escalated the situation. This is typical of how they operate and thus that's why there's such some ill feelings toward the agency and then when you get to our second amendment all told there are over 220,000 firearm laws and regulations on the books at the state and federal level many of these contradict each other or are written with a lot of room for interpretation and the ATF then expands this by creating very vague interpretations of their own of how they're going to enforce these regulations so gun owners Gun dealers are easy prey for a corrupt and lawless agency that wants to twist its arms outside the bounds of law. And they've had the history of doing this, and that is why everybody, when the ATF comes in... you do have to be suspect because they can interpret their laws and they're they're constantly going back and forth in terms of their interpretation the pistol brace recent issues with the pistol brace have been very telling of the of these types of practices where they once granted approval to the manufacturers of uh, pistol braces, and then they quickly rescinded those and said that they were now prohibited devices. So while we support our law enforcement and we continue to do so, and I support the law enforcement acts of the ATF, we still have to be prepared to call them out when they step out of line because they are on the front of protecting and defending our Second Amendment, and they can be very dangerous in terms of prohibiting our Second Amendment or infringing upon it, I guess. And so I thought it was important to just kind of sit down and spend a little time talking about the ATF. I'm going to probably delve into their some of the controversy that they've had in some other episodes, especially Fast and Furious. I'll uh, place my heart this is, as a FFL because... One of the things that I have to do as an FFL is I have to report multiple rifle transfers to people if they happen within a five-day period. And that is all a, a, a result of Fast and Furious, they said, because they they were accusing dealers on the border states, Texas being one, of Illegally transferring firearms, multiple firearms to people that were taking them out into Mexico and giving them over to the to the drug cartels. When in fact, it was the ATF themselves delivering these weapons over, and they created the the crisis, very much like our own border crisis that we're having today. They lost track of the weapons and and such so and but then they wanted to blame gun dealers for it Uh, so again there's a little special place in my heart for fast and furious so we'll dig into that someday but thanks for listening um and i appreciate all you that listen follow this podcast on any of your players click the like button share it with others check out my show notes all my social media is in there follow me there reach out and contact me and y'all have a great week